You know how fast you're going? What? How fast you're going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast, so if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot, turn this off before you get butt hurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest, and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome back to the Motor Cop Chronicles podcast here in the clubhouse. Uh, we have a guest in studio today who can be a full patch member, an active working motor man. We're going to introduce the uh, <laughs> Maverick to the into the studios, the clubhouse here, and uh, we're going to go ahead and go to church. We'll start out with the my normal stuff. Is I'm going to ask you a few questions, which. I didn't tell him I was going to ask him, which I think I know some answers for already. Where's your favorite place to eat? Your favorite restaurant? You're going to laugh about this, but it's Taco Bell. Ooh. First guy that didn't try to sling out some high-dollar restaurant. See, he's a poor motor, street motor <laughs> cop like me, knuckle dragger. Yeah. Uh, I already know pretty no answer this one. What's your favorite beverage to drink? Uh, Water. Yes, he's one of the non-alcoholic people. <laughs> Unlike me, I'm drinking some delicious summertime right now, which is the old smoky, salty watermelon with some Sprite. It's like drinking summertime. Go get you some try it. Uh, your favorite TV show? Uh, Seinfeld. Really, I'm surprised. I really didn't take you for a TV watcher much. Well, I mean, when I was growing up, Seinfeld, I, I just... I got the whole collection. I just, I just like Seinfeld. I just thought it was one of the funniest uh, sitcoms out there. Uh, your favorite movie? Shawshank Redemption. That's a very good movie. And bust out a new Scarface. Or no. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you a 10-mile-an-hour-over guy or 15? Oh, definitely 15. He's, a, he, he's nicer than me. I'm a 10. Well, no. Yeah, I've rode it with you many times. <laughs> Pull you over for doing 11 over. Of course, I think we just watched something the other night. Uh, last night, me and Bam were watching uh, some documentary on Netflix. I think it's fake. I'm not sure if it's real or not. Uh, the ones where these so-called uh, guys in their motorcycle club end up riding with the Hells Angels. But they got pulled over, and uh, this cop supposedly rated them for doing five miles and over the speed limit. And I'm like, really? I've never in my life written something. I've even pulled people over for doing five over. Nah. That's what I, I think it's fake. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I might have to research on it because I just, this documentary don't seem right. Uh, the Maverick is a uh, motor instructor where he teaches. Uh, up and coming, is, is aspiring 
future motor cops how to ride through the cone pattern to get them certified. Just been out there when he's teaching a few times, which we can all say has been quite hilarious. Oh, it's always uh, every school you always got. Well, some schools you got a couple of different issues, but uh, it's always somebody's going to put one in the canal. Somebody's going to jump a curb. Uh, the bike gets away from them, goes, you know, across the parking lot by itself. Remember, uh, it was before you, I'm not quite sure. Uh, it was a sub- person you used to work with in the old department, uh, the short fella. Yeah. And the, it was a Walmart parking lot. The training was going on, and he jumped the curb. And on the other side of this curb was like a 10-foot deep ditch. And all we saw was his little feet flicking in the air, and the bike and him disappeared. We had to get a, a four-wheel drive truck and hooked his motorcycle to get it out. I thought, hey, a ditch. It was a canal. Yeah. To get out of the canal. That. Yeah. yeah, that uh that story got out of many a days of, of getting posted on the grease board in the office. Yeah. It, it was it was, he didn't get hurt, but it was it was funny as shit. Uh the last the last school we had, uh well Kirby, who was in that school, uh he he's been on the podcast and uh he could tell you that I think we talked about how he almost didn't make it through. <laughs> Yes. You were one of them that actually talked to other instructor of kicking him out of motor school yeah. at one point. Yeah. Well, I mean after after the, the like second day we went and got his bike out of the out of the bushes and um you know, he hit the curb a few times and I, I guess that's where he got the curvy from, but uh yeah, he was uh yeah, he, he struggled at first. And a lot of times people do, you know. I I remember uh, you know, I used to race dirt bikes as a kid. I grew up uh, racing, uh, you know, Honda dirt bikes, and my dad was my sponsor. You know, that's back in the day when your dad had to sponsor you, and um, we always took the front brake completely off the motorcycle. You know, you didn't touch your front brake on a dirt bike because if you did, you went over the handlebars. You know, it was just <laughs> – so when I got to my first time in, in 2004, I went to motorcycle school, and, and I remember the instructor telling me, you know, telling me that ninety percent of the braking is the front brake. I'm like, what front brake? Yeah, <laughs> who touches the front brake? <laughs> you know, and it's, so it's just a, uh, you know, it's it's always an experience uh, when you get these fresh guys out there, you know, because especially the guys that've been riding for a little while, because you got a lot of hard, uh, bad habits to break with them, you know. Uh, they don't realize a better not to know anything than to absolutely been yeah. riding a. We call it, I've talked about before, we call them toe draggers. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. you, it's hard to, what's that saying? It's uh, hard to teach an old dog new tricks. It is. So when you get the ones that have no experience, it's like teaching a puppy dog. So, right. No, Kirby did jump uh, quite a few curbs. I mean, I don't know if you remember him jumping a curb and driving through the grass and almost hitting a couple of trees that were in the park. Oh, yes. I, I currently have those pictures still on my phone. Yes. <laughs> and we, uh, <laughs> and we had, we did talk about the Chick fil A incident. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> you actually took him for a couple of hours after that, and just by yourself, and worked with his uh, riding abilities for a while. But yeah, he's come a long way. He's still out there going. I just saw him uh, yesterday, actually. Right, and you know, it's, it's um, it's 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 honestly, it's it's like having kids. You know, it's like uh, watching your kids grow up, and it's you know, two or three years years later, you see one of your guys that you instructed and. They're riding so well, and they're doing it. You're like you're proud of them, you know. You think, wow, and look how far this guy's come, you know. And it's it's, it's it's sometimes a little proud moment, sometimes it's an embarrassing moment, but yeah, and it's also sometimes sad. That's why if you ever see a motor cop go down, you will yeah. see multiple agencies show up because 
at the hospital uh, if they're at the hospital with their injuries because uh, it's like we all kind of know each other and right. we've all been around each other for so many years. Uh, I've known the Maverick for 20 plus years now and uh, you see people come and you see people go. Yeah. We're just some of the hard-headed ones. How long you've been in uh, motors now? Total? 16 years. See, I'm 20 years. We're, we're some of the old people. Most people give it up and only do six, seven years yeah. and they move on. I definitely understand why. So we're just hard-headed. It's been... It's been hot in South Louisiana lately. Heat indexes of a hundred plus. Look on the Twitter account and parlor. I posted a picture of it when I got my units at one hundred and one. Oh, I know. Trust me, buddy. I could. That's why my arms look so good. But my when I take my shirt off, it looks like I got a t-shirt on. Oh yeah, yeah. I got people all the time. This lady says, "Oh, you got such a nice tan." I said, "Yeah, because I have a shirt on." Yeah. I said, "If I took it off, you would be blinded right now." <laughs> The hell of a farmer's tan. That's I don't right. need to call a motor cop tan. <laughs> I guess I so. Farm, but, and I, I don't know about you, but I even use sunscreen, and it's still just I turn dark, 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 dark. Oh, yeah. I, I, but it, it's, it's, it, it's, you get that first little burn at the first part of the summer, and that's it. And pretty much after that, you just, I do. I start getting a little darker. Yeah, well, I, I started using sunscreen years back because I, you remember the Ticketmaster. Who retired? He, uh, I still, yeah. I'm still in contact with him. Hopefully, one day he'll come on. I know he listens, but uh, he's a little nervous about it. We had a discussion. Thought he was gonna hurt my feelings. He didn't hurt my feelings. I totally understand. I get told no all the time, and uh, but he, he still goes. I think today to this day, and has to go have like small parts of skin cancer burned off his arm and his head because he's bald headed. Because we, I'm hoping he comes on one day so we can talk about his crash. I'm. It's a horrific crash, and that's why I don't want to talk about it without him because he can. Yeah. A whole, uh, they had a whole a doctor wrote a whole article in it in his medical journal. It was such a horrific crash, but he has to get on that sunspots or something. He's always so. I try to put as much sunscreen on as I can. So it's just kind of hard sometimes, you right. know. Yeah, and then I'll just be greasy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you also uh, went to. Uh, a Harley uh, Mechanic School, so you're Harley Davidson Mechanic also. That's correct. Yeah, I went to the MMI school out there in Orlando. He's just like a jack of all trades, the and Maverick is. Master of none. <laughs> master of none. Hey, no, what I did, it, it, it's it's just a school. It's, it's not really like a, I'm not like a, I can't bore an engine out or anything, but it was more of a maintenance school where, where I could just do the, uh, the, the general maintenance on the motorcycles, I changed tires, changed brakes, changed clutches, you know, um, you know, add the, add, add the emergency lights to our new bikes and you know, take them off and stuff like that. It's not that I can rebuild the engine or anything. It's just the fact that I can just do a little maintenance stuff. It's a whole lot of help, though. I'll tell you what. It just is. Just to change your own clutch. It is. And, and when, <laughs> you know, years ago when we had started that motorcycle division, money was limited. You know, we, when you start a new division, people don't understand how much money it costs when you got to go – you know, not just purchase the motorcycles, but you got to get boots and pants and helmets and radios and things like that. It just it's a it's a hit, and uh, just the maintenance on the motorcycles was just a big hit. And then so by sending me to school, it really helped out a bunch. Uh, yes, people don't uh, realize when probably used to work for it. We tell them when, make sure you when you get in here, you want to be in here. First, we tell them make sure talk to your wife because I don't know if where you're at does it uh, where. Where I was from before, we all had each other's wives' phone numbers. And no, it wasn't for no nasty purposes, you nasty-minded people. 
I'm nasty minded too, but it's not for that reason. <laughs> we had it for the simple reason that if one of us got in a crash, we wanted one of our fellow motor cops to call our significant other to let them know because we all knew each other. I didn't want the administration calling nothing against them, but they're not around our, our spouses and stuff. So, and I, I've actually had to make a phone call one one or two times. And one time I was so upset about it. I, I gave this uh, person's wife, told her to go to the wrong hospital, <laughs> which he was injured. He, he had some broke bones. There wasn't nothing life threatening. But at the time we didn't know how bad it was because he got ejected 30 feet off his bike, you know, but yeah, his, his wife was kind of, well, now it's his ex-wife, but she was mad at me for a little bit because she was at the wrong hospital. <laughs> like, my bad. <laughs> yeah, that, would, that would be something to get upset about. But them, putting them bikes together, all them wiring and stuff, I'm telling you what, it's, uh, that's something right there. That's, that, that could be like a, a, a spider web of wires and stuff. Yeah, it's gotten a lot better uh, with, the, with the new LED stuff and all. It's gotten a lot better. But, uh, yeah, you're right. It's, uh, it's still uh, time-consuming and uh, – but I like taking on those kind of challenges. You know, it's something different. It's fun. When you go, you know, out there every day doing the same old stuff, it's it's every now and then it's fun to have a little different thing to do. Oh, yeah. And then smaller departments don't realize when you do get into motors, and I was saying before, make sure people want it to be in motors, you know, because, like, I have big calves. So I've always had big calves, even before I gained weight just from playing football and everything. So my boots have to be custom made because of the size of my calves. And uh, my boots run around $700 a pair. Um, I think y'all get y'all's pants from the same place. We might order ours a place out of Florida. That's right. That's right. So you're looking at uh, $130 to $150 per pair of pants. Then you got your shirts. The I know the radio, uh, the sheriff let me order to put on my bike. I'm I don't know if you're y'all not running radios on much. Y'all using portable? That's right. We still use portable, okay. but I saw your new radio. I yeah, I mean, sheriff, let me order that. I mean, you, that's right, almost seven thousand dollars for right. one radio. Yep. So uh, it does get quite expensive. Then you got you know you got to buy the motorcycle, right, and everything else. So, so if you talk your part department into getting <laughs> yeah. a motor division. It does cost a little bit of money up front. I mean, our rain suits, our jackets are like. Those rain jackets, I think they're blower we wear. They're like four or five, six hundred dollars just for the jackets. And then the leather jackets in the winter. Yes, you know, I love my leather jacket. I do too, man. I I think they they look awesome. But you know, it's it's uh, but it's it's one of those divisions that if your department has, it's it's the and in my opinion, it's the PR it's the PR division of the department. I mean, I've done so many grand openings and so many. Uh, cool things like escort and dignitaries and things and it's just a uh, it's one of those departments i think uh, it's the guys who dress you know really nice your uniform looks great you know you, your bike stay nice and shiny and you get out there and you represent your department you gotta be able to talk to the people you got to you, you gotta, gotta be out there you, you're shaking babies and kissing hands that's exactly right <laughs> no i'm just joking we don't shake baby <laughs> but uh you if you somebody does want to get in the motors you better be ready for the be able to do a little public speaking. I haven't had to at the department I'm with now, but uh, I used to every year be in schools, giving classes, demonstrations constantly. And you got to be able to stand up and talk in front of people yeah. without being nervous. I remember one year they, they they brought a helicopter in, and we we used to go you know show the bikes off to these little kids, and and it was a uh, it was a state helicopter, and, and they brought it in. 
when the, the pilot got out, he said, man, he said, if I'd known they had motorcycles here, I wouldn't even came. He said, because the kids love the helicopters, but they love the motorcycles. They really do. And uh, it, it's it's awesome. It's it's one of those, those kind of jobs. you got to want to do it because it's hot in the summer, it's cold in the winter, and it's wet when it rains. You know, well, I, I talked about that uh, funeral we worked for that uh, EBR deputy not long uh-huh. ago. Yeah. I talked about how miserable that was in the rain and dumping water out the I'm, you had to be just as well no, it was yeah, it, it was, was just i thought we were gonna get killed by lightning <laughs> you know that was um yeah that was i haven't been that wet in years i didn't take a shower for a week after <laughs> i didn't have to i was still wet from it the wife wasn't happy but i saved i was helping the environment water and uh soap i'm joking i, I try to bathe on an everyday basis or she wouldn't let me in the bed because I'm pretty stinky. I don't know about you, but I'm pr- pretty stinky when I get home. Right oh, yeah. Now. I have a when, – when I rebuilt the house after the flood, we uh, we put in what my wife calls a mud room. And uh, that's – my mud room is right next to the uh, utility room, and that's where I'm instructed uh, to change clothes at. No, she didn't instruct. She told you to do well, it. Yeah, you I'm, just do it. Yeah, I'm voluntold <laughs> to stay right there. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, voluntold. If you ever in a uh, sheriff's office or – Basically, any police department, that is a word, voluntold. They say you volunteered, but no, they told you to go do it and just said you volunteered. You're just just smiling to be there. Yeah. (laughs) Now, I know you've won some some medals and trophies and stuff and some separate different motor competitions around the country and stuff like that in states. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I've just, I was always a, a competitive person and I just, and then, you know, riding dirt bikes as a kid, I've, you know, won a few trophies, and I just always felt that it was fun to win. And uh, I I like to get out there and, and try to do my best. And, hey, you know, if somebody beats me, hats off to them. I'm, I can I can guarantee you one thing. I'm not going to give it to them. You know, no, you're not. He's very competitive, and he, he's a <laughs> – Mary's a, a, a damn good rider. I just like to go out there and not fall down and make an ass of myself. Um they have, I've been called driving Miss Daisy. I think I talked about it before. Uh, oh, yeah. But my uh, old lieutenant from a long, long time ago, he actually told me one time, he's like, it is not physically possible to go that slow and lean the bike over that far without falling down. He said, I don't know how in the hell you do it, but he says, I'm slow, but I'm consistent. I'm never going to win the speed race. I just, I like going into competitions. I'm, I'm Only time I ever won anything is you can see up there, in, is when I was in, uh, went and competed in Canada, that was the year Katrina hit. That was so long ago, yeah. and uh, I just like going to just to talk to the guys, do some riding, and get some training in, and just to I don't know the brotherhood of it and everything else. I, I mean, just meet people from all over the, the United States will come down to these competitions and stuff. And I just, I just, I don't know, I like visiting. I, I agree with you. I totally. The, uh, the the motorcycle world, you know, the, the police officers across the country, it's, it's a nice big family, but the motorcycle cops are just even a tighter family. And I know that when I go out of town and, I, and I'll be riding through a town, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I know somebody from this town. And I usually give them a shout and say, hey, man, I'm coming through town. And it's just uh, it's one of those kind of things. If you, if, you know, if you're anywhere and you pick up the phone and call a motor cop, they're coming for help. Um, I know one time I was actually on my way to a motorcycle competition. I had some motor uh, had motor issues with my truck that was pulling my motorcycle, and I needed a part. I picked up the phone, and I mean, motor cops came from everywhere. One 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 of them went to the parts store, picked up the part for me, delivered it to another guy who couldn't pass another agency, and and, and, and it passed it on to him, and he brought it to me. It was just a uh, 
it, it's a it's a tight family, and it's it's something uh, I'm happy to be a part of. Yeah, I, like I, said, I can retire in four years. I want to do seven. Uh, depends on the environment, in the country, you know, the area we live in. We haven't had any issues like that or anything. We have a lot no. of good good citizenry around the, the multiple parishes all around us. Thank God. So hopefully I'll be able to do my seven. It, I think about it sometimes I'm like uh, I'm actually like I don't know nervous about giving it up. Even I'm getting old, I'm like you know what am I going to do after that? I've been been a motor cop for over twenty freaking years of my life, and it's like I, I just just yesterday went to uh, the Harley store to pick up some parts for our new motorcycles we got ordered, and uh, there's a retired motor motor cop that actually works in the back of Harley now, and um, me and him was just talking, and. Um, you know how he's talking about he he misses it he actually misses the 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 being a part of the motorcycle world but uh you know it was just time for him to move on but it's uh now he's back working in Harley you know that's how much he misses riding bikes yeah I have on personal bikes I have two personal bikes but uh it's it's not the same it's not it's not and uh the wife you know uh we don't ride my my personal bikes in '08. Oh, there's a guy classic that they don't even make them like that anymore. It's still a skinny tire. <laughs> right. I said, I got, I got the old skinny tire skinny bike. Tire, yeah. Love my skinny tire bike. Yep. And uh, I think it's got like 8,000 miles on it. Yeah. And they tried, last time I was up there for something, I drove, we were out riding and I stopped and they're like, oh man, you can trade your bike in? I'm like, no. And I said, my bike's great. And they're like, why? I said, they got these new ones with all this fancy crap on them and I don't know, it's like a TV screen and all this other shit. And I'm like, I said, my bike's better. They said, why you figure? I said, it's paid for. I, I, it cost me like, I don't know, $10 a month for insurance. I mean, it's completely paid for. And it's only got 8,000 miles on it. Right. I mean, my personal car, I don't know about you. Well, I know you drive either your unit or your bike. And I know we live in the same area. We're both working outside agency. So I drive my unit home most of the time. I leave my bike up at the... Uh, the sheriff at our jail i think y'all have a shop but it's just easier sometimes just to drive the unit back and forth and uh so i don't drive my personal vehicle very much i don't either i i yeah i'm, I'm the same way I, I haven't put miles on a vehicle in years and and uh yeah i, I just you know once i get home i'm kind of home or on my way home i'll stop and pick up something but uh, yeah when i get home I'm, I, I'm i'm like that i i don't put a lot of miles on my vehicles no personal vehicles are uh, uh Oh six, I have a 2006 Corvette that's got like 47,000 miles on it. So, you, yeah, you can tell I don't. we don't drive our personal vehicles, but that's a good perk about the job. Now, I want to hear some of your, your funny stories. You've been doing it a long time. You were in law enforcement before you were when you were uniform cop. Any any kind of funny stories? I know you got some. Oh, yeah, man. I, so one time um, at band camp, we were uh, – I hope you had a flute. No, I didn't have a flute. But we were uh, back then told uh, one of those voluntold kind of situations that we had to come out on a Saturday and we had to write seatbelt tickets. They had so much money allocated for seatbelt tickets. Hate seatbelt tickets. Yeah. Hate working seatbelt tickets. It was, it was, you know, I mean, sometimes I feel that you're right, but hey, you know what? And we, we're not going to get political here. No, the law, I, I've said before on here, other people, listen, there's a lot of laws that I don't agree with. But it's the law, and my, I took an oath to uphold the law. Right. So I will uphold the law, even though if I don't agree with it, it's just my job. So that's right. And and, and so I got you know got voluntold. It was my weekend to come out and work, uh, that kind of stuff. And um, so what happened is uh, 
I was sitting in an area where it's a one one way street, and uh, while I was sitting there, I noticed this lady come by and didn't have her seatbelt on, and um, it was early in the morning. She had her pajamas on, and I made a U turn, went and stopped her, and um, I asked her and said, "Ma'am, you know I'm stopping you for not wearing your seatbelt," and she said, "Yes." My doctor told me I didn't have to wear one. I was like, your doctor told you you can violate state law by not wearing a seatbelt? Yes. I said, okay, well, I've never heard of this before. And at the same time, she says, well, I just had uh, my boob operation. She had an enhancement or uh, an enhancement? Okay, I didn't know she had baby breast cancer or something. No, she had an enhancement, and I actually got to witness it. As At the same time she told me she had it, she lifted her shirt up and had no bra on. And I noticed that under each nipple, there was about four stitches. And, uh, you know, I had to take a second look to make sure the stitches were there. <laughs> and then uh, I, to verify that. I had to verify. Yeah, yes, I had sir. to do my job. And then so uh, after that, I told her that, you know, it's the first time I've ever heard of this. And uh, I, I walked back to my bike and told her to have a good day. And she actually got away with that one that day. But uh, it was nothing that... Uh, I mean, I, honestly, I understand where the problem would be. Yeah, you don't bust a stitch or nothing. Right. That's, 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 and since she proved to you that. Yeah, she, she had the proof. And, uh, you know, it's just like, you know. Yeah, so that was a, uh, that was an interesting morning. Uh, but, but probably one of the most embarrassing moments I had, uh, the, all the years I had worked for the city, um, we used to do two big parades a year. And uh, everybody knows that. When you're doing a parade, you know, we're out front and we're getting everybody excited about the parade. We got our sirens going. We're high-fiving kids and things. I love high-fiving kids. Yeah, I bet you do. Well, no, that's my thing. I, I try to give everybody a little high-five doing a back-and-forth and parade route both ways. Yeah, that's what, you know, so we'd zip up there. Well, every now and then, me and a couple of guys, would give each other a nod and we'd, we'd go get in a little tight circle and you know, we'd do our little, you know, dragging our footboards and stuff and well, all the years I've done it, you know, all the, the, the years I worked there. And, and this the, my last time working for the city at the parade, I caught one of those reflectors and uh, ripped my entire right footboard completely off my motorcycle as I planted face first into the concrete. Mm. And then, you know, that's embarrassing. But then as a motor cop, the sense of humor of the other motor cops that have to do the Indian circle around you with their siren going. Yes, laughing. yes, we got to. We're gonna draw every attention to yes. you. The, the the laughing and the pointing of, hey, ha ha, you know that was uh, that was probably my embarrassing moment growing up in the town. You know, knowing a lot of people, everybody knows you. You know, and and then uh, everybody knew that you just busted your tail right there in front of everybody. I said it in another one. I I did that in a homecoming parade with the, in, the sheriff was directly behind me hit a reflector like i said i don't know that's the best fucking glue ever in the world that they use on these things it ripped the floorboard completely off i busted my butt and uh right in front of the sheriff another time same city parade you're talking about uh when i was in my younger days <laughs> i was showing off and i was riding side saddle in the parade yeah uh, things went wrong Bike fell down. I fell down. People are laughing. I get up, pick my bike up. I'm just I'm going farther down in the brain at this time. Yeah, it, I'm going to cool my bike. Yes, up. my bike is hot yeah. at this moment. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but uh, you know, uh, one one day, um, another funny story. I was um, riding home. I had somewhere to be. You know, I got off at a certain time. 
I had to be somewhere at a certain time, and I don't know if anybody's ever been around the Baton Rouge area and noticed that the Baton Rouge has a problem with directing traffic, and traffic was jacked up. It was jacked up bad. Well, I simply just hit the shoulder. You know, I turned my lights on. I you were on your motor? I was, yeah. Okay. And I hit the, I hit the shoulder, and I, and I had it lit up. Well, I passed uh, the agency of the town I was going through, and here I am from a different agency. And um, so when I got home, of course, I got that phone call about, why were you going through that town with your lights and sirens going? In the wrong direction. In the wrong direction. That's exactly right. <laughs> and I simply had to think real quick. And I was like, well, man, my bike was, I mean, it was so, it was hot. And it was, it was about to quit on me. And I didn't want it to just stall out on me. And then so the person on the phone goes, well, absolutely. That, that's the right thing to do. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't want to tear the bikes up. I said, well, that, that's, that's what happened. Which and, everybody uh, knows Harley Davidson is an air cooled engine, so yes. it's not a lie, and they will start shutting cylinders down That's when they exactly get over they it. And then, so if y'all want to use that, anybody <laughs> listening, uh, it's a great excuse to say it started pinging. That's the word you want to use. It started pinging, and uh, so I accelerated down the shoulder. When I have, I haven't done it too often. I've done it, but when I've got to the other agency, I stopped and said, "Oh, I didn't know y'all were up here. I was going to see if I need clear the road. Do I need anything? No, we got it. All right, <laughs> go on about my business." Yeah, I, I, I don't think I ever saw what, what the issue was. I think it was just backed up. I don't know. But uh, I know I made it home in time that day. I do know that. Oh, I've sat in uh, Baton Rouge traffic sometimes from crashes on my way home. On it, but you for, I've sat there for two, three hours before waiting yeah. to get home when they got one of them crashes with people. People, if you get in a crash, civilians, and your car is drivable, uh, especially in Louisiana, you do not have to leave the vehicle where it's at in the roadway if it's movable move it out the roadway it's state law yes move it out the roadway move it so many people it's like no i gotta leave it there no get it out the roadway i don't care i took this one guy's car they got in a crash and uh he was missing the front wheel but it still cranked and uh you should have seen his face when i got in his car (laughs) and put it in gear and drove his lexus (laughs) off the roadway on three wheels just he just like nope by state law so we're not uh financially liable it's already broken but right. we have to clear the roadway because that's how other accidents happen yeah even if it's on a bridge you know get off the bridge oh yes please get off the bridges yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always on the bridge well, we have that long bridge in my jurisdiction and you know how bad it gets out oh, there yeah, sometimes too yeah it's yeah get off the bridge we'll come to you well you've been on. Uh, I think you've been lucky. That's me knocking on the wood. You haven't had any like crashes or nothing. No, no. Yeah, I'm a knock too. Yeah, knock I'm on it. Knocking too. Well, I can't say that. I've had three, so I'm, I, I'm making up for you. Yeah, that's uh. Oh, trust me, I've had a many, many close calls. I was in a pursuit one time with this old girl, and well, I, I say that. Let me, let me, let me correct myself. I thought it was a pursuit. I just didn't realize she didn't have brakes, <laughs> and. I was chasing her down, and she kept I, – I thought she was on something, but apparently she was just mashing the brake and nothing was working, and she was panicking was what she was doing. So I decided that I was going to show her that I was that she that she was going to stop for the police, and I went around her and and slowed down, and that was a mistake because she, she, kept, <laughs> she kept coming. <laughs> and, then, and then I got out of the way, and then when she hit the ditch, she realized – yeah, that's when I realized that she didn't have brakes. So. People don't – 
Really, they, they freak out if you break through that. Just jam it and park. You might take your transmission yeah. out, but it's going to stop. Yeah, but because um, you're going to crash eventually yeah. if you can't stop. So, uh, yeah, I've had that close call. I've had a, a guy come over on me, and and then that happens. But uh, one guy came over on me so fast that I, you know, I put my size 13 in his door and left a big old dent. And uh, which time he was upset with me, but it was just one of those, you know, those moments in life where your body just kind of like takes over and. First thing I thought was the kick. I don't know why, but I just kicked, and it, it got his attention. You know, oh, it will get their attention. Yeah. I this I wasn't on a, a work bike at the time. This was a I was on a civilian bike. This was fifteen years ago, and I was in that city. Used to work me and a, an ex wife. Now at the time we were riding, and uh, this guy pulls out and almost hits me. You know, I look at him because I mean, I, I mean, I could damn near look his wind side window so close. I look at him and he laughs and thinks it's funny. But Ice Man didn't think it was funny. Ice Man, fifteen years ago, lost his cool because I was a whole lot more hot headed back then, which you could vouch for. Yeah, I'm, I'm way calmer now. Well, like I said before, I always wear gloves when I ride. Crashes, thank God, because you can put your hands down, people. You don't want red rash on your hands. Well, I balled up my fist and punched his side mirror off his car. Well, it was a minivan. I punched his side mirror clean off. I'm talking not just the glass. I'm talking the whole mirror. And looked at him because I was still that close and told him to pull over because I wasn't finished. I still wanted to punch some shit. Well, I think he got really scared because he gassed it and took the hell off and uh, disappeared. He didn't want to pull over and... uh. I don't know if he called the cops or not. I never, if he did, I guess they had him a plate or something. I don't know. But I, I, this dude thought it was funny because he almost killed me and my wife at the time. Right. And I I mean, it's not funny. I got into a, a face-to-face with an 18-wheeler truck driver. on a, It's a state road, but it was in the parish. He stopped. And I was working this day and waved a car out right in front of me coming out of a McDonald's parking lot. Where I had, I almost T-boned it. I mean, it was like inches that I got this bike stopped. But when I looked over, the truck driver was laughing. And well, I put the blue and light, blue and red lights on, right there in the middle of the state highway. Both lanes shut down. Got him out of the truck, and I'm pretty sure he knows what my breath smells like because my nose was touching his nose as we had a little come to Jesus meeting to him. Yeah, and uh. Think he might change his mind next time. People, for a safety tip, let's do this safety tip today. Uh, if you're sitting in traffic or anywhere else, I know you think you're being nice or whatever, and you're going to wave somebody out of a parking lot or something like that. Don't do it. First of all, if the, they pull out and they get in an accident, guess whose fault it is? It's your fault because you just directed them to pull out. Or you're going to get somebody killed on a motorcycle or car. Don't do it. I know you're trying to be nice. We appreciate it, but people do that to me all the time, and I won't go. If I can't see what's coming, I'm not going to pull out because I'm not going to take a chance to get hit. I've been hit twice. I've been over – well, I got – my first crash I got into was uh, because of that. And, uh, so don't do it, people. Safety tip. We understand trying to be nice, but you could cause an accident and get somebody killed. And that's the tip of the day. Yeah, that's my tip of the day. Safety tip of the day. I, don't, I, ain't, I ain't been done – I ain't done many recently. I, I did see a guy on the interstate yesterday. Uh, well, yeah, it was yesterday. 
on my way home on a crotch rocket with flip flops on, yeah, shorts, and no shirt. I tried. He was too far over. I was hoping he was gonna come by me because I was actually I had my 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 phone up. I was gonna videotape him and put it up for you on my on Facebook and all that stuff to, <laughs> to show people. I'm like, yeah, that's not safe. But yeah. I was gonna. That's show what they call an instant <laughs> strawberry. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I've had road rash. It's it's not fun. No, it can't be. I've I've seen you know I've seen people with it. Um, yeah, it's it did it, 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 it you know, it didn't look fun at all either. When your skin's hanging off, you know, two or three inches off your hands and back and things, that didn't look good. And you have asphalt and stuff embedded in your skin. Yeah. I hope I don't ever have to deal with that. And it gets infected. And they put gauze on it and they let it dry. Then they reach up and they grab the gauze and rip it off after it's dried. Mm. And you call people all kind of bad words. But it's called as they call it aspirating it, and uh, it it got all I it got all the black top and stuff out of it, and it healed up after that. But yeah, it felt like cause at first they were digging pieces out of it. And it felt like somebody had a blowtorch. Yeah, on my on my arm, put I'm like it likes it in there. <laughs> so apparently they they knew what they were doing. It just hurt to get it done. Yeah, and it hurt hurt when I had to go back too because it got infected. Yeah. <laughs> Where you? Proper gear. Second safety tip of the day. Yeah, I always talk about the gear, the prayer and proper gear. See, you told us the the boob story. Yeah. Which that, that that's a pretty good boob story. I, I had one that quite like that before. Yeah, it was a it was a that was like the second stop of the morning. So um, the rest of my day was a good day. I had a good day that day. Also had a um um. A lady one time, and you know, listen, I'm I'm one of the softest guys you ever want to meet. For as tickets, I I think if I got to write somebody a ticket, you know that they're upset about it and, and all that kind of stuff. So there's a good chance if you just talk to me right that you're not going to get a ticket from me. But if you're one of those kind of people that has an excuse, uh, you're gonna you're gonna get my autograph. I promise you. So one day I was working uh, on a construction site. And they had lowered the, the speed limit down significantly because of the crashes we were having there. And I had a lady come through, and she was, you know, uh, at least 20 over uh, the new posted speed limit, and um, which is probably what the old speed limit was, you know, close to that, that speed. And anyway, I stopped her. And she told me that she had uh, – I asked her, you know, do you realize why I'm stopping you? She said, yeah, um, apparently I was speeding. I said, yes, ma'am. I said – is there some kind of something going on? I mean, you, you need to go to the bathroom or is there some kind of medical emergency? She said, no, if I don't get home in like 10 minutes, I'm going to miss American Idol. <laughs> and I said, well, you realize that you can, you can you know, you, video it. You know, you can record it, but it's not the same. That's what she told me. It's live. It's not the same. I said, okay, we'll just stand by. I'm gonna, I'll be right back. I got you a little, I got you a driving award here for today. You know, I mean, it's just. <laughs> I prefer it. DVR, which I get the younger generation. I'm like, I say, I tape it. Now, like, right? I say, I tape it. Oh, you mean you're, you, DV, yeah, I'm DVR it. I'm old. I grew up with VHS tapes. <laughs> I still call it taping it. Yeah. But I prefer watching stuff like DVR because I can't stay in commercials. You know, that, yeah, it, it's some of the other stuff that aggravates me. Uh, being in law enforcement is people that, that don't have their priorities in life straight. 
you know, I'm pretty sure y'all have talked about this before, but, you know, it's when I stop someone, I, I always notice that, you know, if the car's got some kind of issue with it, and, and the reason I stopped them was because of an inspection or something like that, and they get out and they got a, a brand new iPhone and, you know, all this kind of stuff, I'm like, wait a minute. Seems like to me you don't have your priorities straight. You know, get your car fixed before you go pay $1,100 for a phone there, you know? And then that kind of stuff that, you know. $18 inspection sticker. Right. But you can, that, that, can't afford that, but you can get. That stuff right there gets you a, a driving award for the day. I pulled somebody over Thursday, which I posted this on Twitter and Parlor. If anybody wants to go look, got me a, uh, who's on the interstate? 99 and a 60. You know, they were just had no excuse. They said, I said, where y'all going? They said, we're heading to Houston. Now, they had just left the Baton Rouge area. I'm like, are you late for something? Because that's, that's like a, I'm not sure what's Houston, a four, six-hour drive or something. And uh, I'm like, they, they just really didn't have no excuse. They were in a rental car. Don't buy a used rental car, people. Yeah. People just tear the <laughs> shit out of them. I mean, they were doing 100 miles an hour in this Ford F-150 rental vehicle, just cruising on down the road. Anyway, she got an award on. Yeah. See, actually, on that one, when I first got behind them and I had my lights and sirens on, they wasn't stopping. They were acting like they, I thought they were going to run again. Not again, but I thought I was getting ready to get another chase up there, but it wasn't stopping at first. So when they did pull over, all I could see was two people in his vehicle and I'm out on this bridge area by myself closest backup probably 20 minutes away at least and uh, I don't know if there two people I didn't want to pull over at first so yeah I, I didn't point my gun at him I did I had it on the holster it was out the holster and in my hands and uh, I told them let me see their hands once I realized that what was going on and they didn't have anything I put it up but I told them I said next time you know just pull over I don't know Y'all, why y'all nervous didn't want to pull over I said that time you know they kind of looked at me like who oh, you gonna shoot me it's like no it's one of me and two of you I don't know who who who's in this truck or, that's right you know, like, I don't know you know no I don't want to shoot nobody people but I want to go home too and I'm not gonna take a chance of it I'm not scared but I'm not stupid either that's right so, <laughs> well that's on the news a lot now. it's like if you're scared to be a cop you shouldn't be doing it well, yeah. that time it's not being scared it's survival I would like to take one reporter with me one day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just one day. You just say, hey, you walk up to that car. Go ahead. Just walk on up there and let them, let them, uh, let, let, let's see what they're going to do. I, I've seen, a, uh, I've seen one of the, uh, news reports where one of the guys, they actually did it and, you know, he, he panicked and, and, and shot the, you know, it was the, they had the simonition. And he panicked and shot the, uh, the the guy who had a cell phone in his hand. Yeah, they don't realize it happens that fast. So. Yeah. I wish they all had to do that. And the politicians, too. Yep. I totally agree. So you got any uh, good funny motor stories recently? Uh, I don't know about recently. Um, I mean, I, I used to work with one of the guys that you currently work with, and that was a funny story every day. <laughs> <laughs> He's supposed to come on. I think I'm going to nickname. I already thought about his nickname. I haven't told him yet. Uh, if it's the same person we're talking about, I'm going to have him nicknamed Clifford for the big red dog. Yeah. yeah. We talking about the same person? Yeah. Yeah. We get, his nickname's going to be Clifford. I think <laughs> I think of a bunch of other diff, different nicknames than that. <laughs> but uh, Well, he's a ginger. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, I was going to give him the, the, the Clifford. That's a good one I could think of on him. But, uh, yeah, it's um, – no, I mean, it's uh, – I mean, we we don't have a, a, you know, a lot of the action no more but because uh, we do a lot of uh, different things now. But um, hopefully uh, here soon we'll get to go run some more escorts with the football team if, it, if that ever pans out. Uh, well, we got to go get sworn in, I think, next week. Yeah, we do. But, I mean, hopefully uh, – hopefully, you know, after this election, all this stuff will go away and uh, we can get back to our – well, my thing is, is they're still having the games. They're still going to have the same amount of people escorted there. I don't know they did, right? I don't know what they're going to do, know. man. This is this just is messing with my damn extra money. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know what they're going to do. This is a uh, this has just been a joke, and to my opinion, I mean, uh, I have a sideline business that requires me to go do things, and um, it's just been a joke. It's just been this has been a uh, uh, yeah this virus thing that they just put out there and blocks the whole world from doing anything is just my opinion we're grown people just go do what you want to do i mean look at sturgis i mean they sturgis right now is hundred thousand people there you know and and my thing is, is is this it's like the governor of south dakota said if you feel that you're prone to this or whatever then you stay home we're not shutting everything down for you you stay home well, that's that town's Total economy for the whole year. Absolutely. If they shut that down, that town would go bankrupt. I mean, it, 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 look how great we were headed. The country was breaking stock market records every day, and we were just doing so well. And here comes this thing, you know, and it just, um, you know. My uh, my father-in-law and my mother-in-law both recently uh, had test positive. My mother-in-law was in the hospital for, for a little while, but uh, – she she already had uh, breathing problems before. She always had bronchitis. So, but but she's uh, in her seventies. But she's back home, and uh, my father-in-law, who's in his seventies, he got it, and he had never had one symptom whatsoever. I know. And that, that, well, that, he's a tough old man. I'm gonna say this, but uh, like I said, I'm. I think it's you know me personally. I'm not a doctor, but uh, if you get it, you get it. I mean, people. I mean, tens of thousands of more people die from the flu every year. Every year, and you know what? The, you know what the funny thing is? They have a vaccine for the flu, and still that many people die. I just think it was just a way to wreck the economy to try to mislead people for this election. It's just my personal opinion. Well, a lot of people have it. <laughs> yes. Same one. It's, I'm just. I had, like I said, I've been the other day. I wore my. Uh, I say mask, like a neck sock thing when I made traffic stops just because I don't feel like hearing people just, I don't feel like getting into debate and hearing them bitch, why don't you have your mask on? Yeah. I just slip it over my face. Hey, if you can fart through blue jeans and underwear and it still snakes, that little piece of material on my face ain't stopping. I totally, I totally, I totally agree. I mean, you know, when this stuff first started out, you had to have this N95 mask. It's the only thing that was going to stop the virus. Now people are taking panties and putting them over their face and and expecting it. You know, it's just one day they say it's good, one day they say it's bad, and just I'm just over it. I'm so over it. I'm just ready to get back to my regular life. You know, saw a video the other day. Well, I can't part. even go eat at Taco Bell. It won't even let you inside. No, you got to eat tacos and you call. Yeah. <laughs> and just, if you don't get the right one, that lettuce and shit will drop on your shit. Yeah, exactly right. 
Somebody said, uh, Todd was telling about the video the other day, so that uh, this guy in Walmart had messed with his wife. He, he took a, um, a cup from the, uh, like a athletic cup and put some uh, elastic on it. His wife was walking around. I told her, here, oh, here's this mask for you. She's like, well, it's not working. How's it? It's got these holes in it. So he took part of a, a maxi pen stuck in it, and she was walking around with, with this jockstrap cup on her face to Walmart and stuff. Well, like, speaking of. With the maxi pen. People at Walmart. You know, I pulled up there the other day. We had a, a person in there that had sticky fingers, and uh, we were waiting on them to come outside. And while we're sitting there in the front waiting, this lady's walking through the parking lot, and she has her mask on. And, like, right as, as she's approaching us, she takes her hand, pulls the mask off her face, and sneezes. And then puts the mask back on. I'm like, that defeated the whole purpose of the mask. You just blew your germs everywhere. You know, I just, what, what is this? I guess she didn't want to sneeze in her mask. You know, I mean, I just, you know, do the, do the old vampire call for something. You know, she just... Out there in everybody's face, you know. It's like okay. Well, I just saw a recent uh, little article thing, uh, like at Target. You know, selling all these masks and stuff. And they got them hanging on the rack. They have a mirror there, so you can try the different mask on oh, yeah. to see which one yeah. looks better on your there face. There we go. So, so you got all these different motherfuckers trying to same <laughs> mask. <laughs> yeah. It's like okay. It's like, you, did y'all think this through? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently not. You know what kills me is, is, is look, I'm the furthest person from a liberal you ever want to meet in your life. I'm the most conservative person you ever met. And to see these people on TV, these teachers across the country, we don't want to go back to school. We think it's unsafe. Yeah, but I just saw you at Walmart two days ago, and they're shopping. Yeah, they, they just want to do the virtual. They don't want to go to work. They just want to give you a new paycheck. Right. I mean, there's, there's, there's 300 people inside of Walmart. I saw you there. I spoke to you there. And now you're saying you don't want to go back to school because you're scared of this virus? I mean, come on. I mean, it's it's just it's time for this thing to, to go away. It's just, it's just, I just, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just, it's killing the economy. It's killing the, the, the way of life. You know, my kids have been home for four months now, five months. And, um, you know, it's just like, I'm ready for them. I, I saw those videos where they just pull up to the front of the school and you see the... the Kick them out. Yeah, <laughs> Get out. That's what I feel like doing. Like, go do something. Yeah, it's like, leave. It's like, I didn't have you to stay home. You know, <laughs> it, it was it was funny. Yeah, you was you was talking about that, that funeral we were in the other day. Well, we had all stopped um, right before we came and met y'all to uh, go gas up our motor units, you know. And um, we was at this gas station and... Um, one of the guys that I ride with decided that he wanted some sunflower seeds to make it through the day, you know, while we was out there waiting and opened the door. And the lady goes, Oh no, sir, you can't come in without a mask. And excuse me, you, you can't come in the door without a mask. He's like, okay, well, when y'all dial 911 and need us, we're going to stay right out here and wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because you know, this is, this is crazy. There, there, there might've been two people in the whole store and it's just it's gotten out of control. I I forgot to bring my I had it, but it was in a vehicle. I was like, go ahead and get it. The store I went into to get some dog food and stuff. They they didn't say a word to me. Of course, half the people in there didn't have masks on either. So I, I think it's hilarious. 
well, it's is like, watching the people every day driving down the road in a car by themselves yeah. with masks on in their own car with gloves on. I'm like, wow. I mean, it's like, it's like you could take it off in your car. I mean. Right. I, I, yeah, you're right. Some people take it too, too far. But, um, you know, it's. Well, the restaurants you go in, we've, we've been out, I think, twice. Well, a couple times. Uh, twice at the same Mexican restaurant we went and ate at. And, uh, you know, they don't really say anything, but they have it on the door, you know. But you wear your mask from yeah. when you walk in the door. Just, and the table we sat at was like 15 feet from the door. And we sat down and took our mask off. Right. So it was the whole 15 feet. Yeah. And it, but like last night, uh, we met some friends at a Mexican restaurant. Uh, we like Mexican here in South Louisiana. Uh, we, um, we we sat down and, you know, but the problem was the waiter comes around. He sounds like Charlie Brown, you know, it's like, and I'm like, I can't understand nothing you're saying with that mask on, man. It's You don't know if they're smiling at you or what, you know, it's like. Take it off for a second. Just tell me what what's the special for tonight. Okay, I don't understand what that is. Just give me a menu. You know, then they get to take the menu and they got to tear it up. Oh man, well, we went uh, ate at one place, uh, steak place, steakhouse place, and they they don't even have paper menus. They 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 have their menu online, so you got to get on your phone and go to their website and look at the menu on your own phone. Yeah, I'm sure the people in the back cooking probably. Don't have mask on. Absolutely not. Breathing on your food. Yeah. If you go to McDonald's or something like that, I guarantee if you look back there, the cook people, I bet they don't have mask on. Yeah, you know, and you go up to the window now because everything now is drive through only. You go up to the window, like I did yesterday morning on my motorcycle to go get me some breakfast, to go that find big, me a picnic table to go eat on. Plexiglass. Yeah, I pulled up there and the, and the old girl, you know, takes my order and I hand her my money. And then when she hands my chains back, she puts her hand in my hand and dumps the chain out, the change. And I'm like, what? What is all this about? I mean, what is the difference between? I just don't. I don't get it. I, I just. I don't know. The zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. I'm just ready for it to go away too. I'm ready to everything get back to normal. Well, mm-hmm. being a motor cop and being uh, where there's only like four restaurants in town that you can actually sit inside and eat. It's tough. I mean, we literally have found a place that has picnic tables, and we'll send one guy to the store and to go get the drinks, and then we'll go send somebody else to the drive-through to get the food, and then we all meet back at this one place to to sit there at the picnic table and eat. It's just it's crazy. Where it's ninety degrees in the shade. <laughs> in the shade. That's exactly right. You know, and it's 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 not very nice to uh, sit out there in the heat and shooing flies away and everything else while you're trying to. You enjoy your lunch, but that's why you saw us in our units the other day because of that same fact. We can't go sit down and eat nowhere. You're hot on your motorcycle. We, I don't know about y'all. Don't y'all have like a motor office or something like that? We do. Yeah. And so we don't even have that. So if I, we want to go inside and cool off anywhere, we got to put a mask on our face. I can't cool off right. with in, a mask on yeah, my breathing face. in more carbon dioxide than you are oxygen. Like just the other day, I mean, it's so hot. I, I pulled up at the courthouse to go turn tickets in. They have this, um, when you walk in, they got this thing you stand in front of. It's like it's some kind of scanner thing that actually detects your temperature and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Well, I haven't been sick. I feel fine. Got off that motorcycle and walked in there. I had to go out and cool off for a second because I think my temperature showed like 100 and something. But after I stood in the shade for a while, it went down. I wasn't sick. It was just, 
I'm outside in the sunshine. <laughs> I mean, it's hot. The, the humidity's just been out the box here in Louisiana. People, dead air, dead yeah, air. It's, it's it's been it's been hot. Yeah, of course, this has probably been one of the wettest summers I've seen in a long time too. It's been pretty wet. Yeah, I was. I don't know if you noticed my field there when you came up. It looked like I was baling hay out there. I just got just got my lawnmower back and was able to get back there and start bush hogging it. I try to hit it again today. Did come across a few uh, big old field rats back there. It was fun. I was chasing them with the lawnmower, and they'll get tired and stop and try to catch their breath while I'm coming up. Won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn field rats. And them, yeah. tr- and them tree rats. She keeps putting out on. Uh, Bird seed for the damn birds and the tree rats keep eating all of it. Uh, you know what that brings? That brings some big rat snakes then. I wish. We have outside dog. He, he lets us know when we have a snake. But of course, now you see everything's growing up around me here. So I can't, like, I can just go outside and start shooting my guns like I used to. Lady next door called their landlord bitching because I had my, I was outside doing something and I had music playing this was like 11 o'clock and during the day oh. about a month ago and she gonna call and complain saying my music was too loud and it wasn't that her kid was trying to go to sleep it's like it wasn't even loud enough to hear inside a house I feel like saying bitch yeah I was here first yeah. leave yeah. Or tell, your, your landlord was supposed to, told me when he built this trailer park next to me that he was gonna put a fence up two years ago I still don't have a fucking fence Build, liar. Build the wall. He's a liar. Yeah, I, I want I want to have me a big wall. We need a, wall. We need a wall. It needs to be big and beautiful, large and tall. Well, they don't come bother me because, I mean, I... Could you kind of throw it off a little bit? Well, I did. Uh, <laughs> we have a big mulberry tree in the back, and uh, I bought this uh, blow-up life-size person, and it's inflatable. And uh, I blew them up, and we dressed them up as Santa Claus, and I hung them in the tree. With his hands behind his back, right where all them people with their kids in the trailer park got a job. Oh pack. my god! So I, yeah. they don't they don't mess with me because I killed Santa Claus and he's still there, leaving their year. They around. don't mess with you because the parents are like, "That guy over there is a very disturbed person. You don't need to be going over there to this place." Exactly. Look, why why is Santa Claus dead? Yep, leave me alone. Yeah, he has one of those vans that has a hole in the muffler, and he wants to get invite you inside. Yeah. Put a sticker. I did see a. I think I saw something the other day. Somebody actually had a white man said free candy inside or some shit <laughs> That's like awesome. that. Old Chester van. I just want to do that one day. Like when I would get old and retired, I'm gonna grow a big old white beard and just ride through a little neighborhood. Hey, little boy, come here. <laughs> see how long it takes for the cops to show up. Yeah. Y'all seen my dog? I lost. <laughs> <laughs> they actually do that ploy people, by the way. Oh yeah, I've Te- seen it teach on, your kids. I've seen it on those YouTube funny videos, and it's just hilarious. I like the one where the guy goes up in the in the uh, in the bad part of town and he acts like he's going to buy dope. And as soon as they they say something to him, he he, he grabs his shirt, and says, "Come on, go, 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 go!" And I'll take off run. I just love it. I just love that kind of stuff. Um, I like the one that the guy was on. Uh, seems like he's some kind of like FBI guy, and he like to stand next to somebody in a store. And start talking in his sleeve. Yeah, it's the guy right here with the gray shirt and red hat on. Yeah, yeah that's him. Oh, I, I think I think I think my cover's blown. Take the shot, take the shot, and he'll start walking around. <laughs> First starts freaking out, stuff like that. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, you got to have a good sense of humor. I'm scared. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to end up in jail or something. <laughs> that, yeah. That's my luck. Or some somebody's just going to, you know, punch me in the face or something, and I'm going to get in a fight. Yeah. I don't want to get punched in the face. Yeah, it's uh, – It don't yeah. feel good. I've been punched in the face. Yeah, well, yeah. I've, I've got many of those moments. I, you know, it's, it's, it's in this line of work, it seems to me – the harder you work and the more you do, the more trouble you get into. Oh, yes. yes. Well, I went to the academy. Uh, my instructor, she was a female. But one of the first things she told us, she's like, if you do your whole entire career in law enforcement and never get sued, you never did your job. Well, yeah. <laughs> I took care of that in my first first two years. <laughs> I was in federal court getting oh, sued. Let me, let me tell you what happened to me. I, so one night... One of the other agencies was in a pursuit coming through our town. And, um, of course, I, I was at the time assigned to this high crime uh, division. And we worked nights, of course. And uh, so. You worked for a Hug a Thug program? No, it was Catch a Thug program. <laughs> okay. And uh, so I heard the other agency was in pursuit. And I jumped in the pursuit. And then, of course, when it came to our town, I was the, the lead vehicle. I, I was right behind the car. And uh, as the car was trying to cross a bridge, the 14-year-old who didn't have a license, who took his aunt's car without her permission, who had his 13-year-old girlfriend in there with him, who decided to go to Walmart and steal a bunch of alcohol, um, lost control, hit the guardrail, and flipped over. And landed upside down into the gore area. It wasn't the water, but the gore area underneath the bridge in which burst into flames. Um, so I then put my car in reverse, back down, grabbed a fire extinguisher, went down there and, and did as much as I could to keep the flames off of them. Um, neither one was wearing a seatbelt. They was tossed around pretty bad in the car. Uh, the fire department showed up, throw the hose over the side, extinguished the flames, drugged the two you know, the bodies out of the car, which they were still alive. And, uh, so, you know, at the time, the, uh, the department I was with, uh, you know, gave the life-saving awards and all that stuff. And then, like, a month later, I get this big package in. You know, I open it up, and I'm like, what is this? It's a lawsuit <laughs> from that call because I wasn't medically certified to remove them from the car that was on fire. And I could have aggravated their injuries. It was what the, 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 the lawsuit was about. I aggravated their injuries because one of them had a neck injury. And I pulled them out of a burning car. But, you know, it's like, really? You can sit here and tell me I'm getting sued? Over? Okay. but hey. So the parents of these kids sued you for helping save them. Yes. But they would have sued you if you just sat there and let them burn to death in the car also. You know, but instead of the parents saying, well, you should have learned your lesson for, one, not having a license out stealing stuff at night, driving somebody's car without their permission. None of that means anything. No, not my baby. My baby don't do nothing wrong. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 yeah, exactly right. It's, um, and instead of them saying, well, hey, that you need to chalk that up as a lesson learned. No, it's, it's somebody else's fault. Yeah. It's all their fault. First of all, they took the car. They wasn't supposed to be driving. They stole stuff and then they were running it. All of the circumstances that led up to you pulling them out of the car was all their fault. It was yeah. bad choices. Yeah. I take it they didn't win nothing. No, they didn't. It, it it didn't even actually make it to the hearing. But um But they tried. Well the thing is they just they want to get paid. You know, somebody says and another thing that, that people do is they'll they'll throw a lawsuit out there to get their charges knocked down. 
you know, hey, if, if, we, if we make a big scene about it, they'll knock it down to nothing. Well, I'm sorry. I'll fight you as far as, far as I can. I mean, it's. Or they're hoping the insurance company will just write them right. a check to shut absolutely, them up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just, it's just not the right thing. You know, look, I'm going to tell you, in my life, I've been wrong. You know, and I've, I've done things I wish I wouldn't have done. I've, I've been caught doing things I wished I wouldn't have done. And the thing is, it's when you're caught, you're caught. And when you, you know, it's, it is what it is. You know, if you knew you were doing something wrong and you got caught, trust me, my dad wore my tail out a mini date because I was doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing. And, you know, it's one of those things in life that you learn from. And you own your responsibility. And if, if you want to make an excuse and, and, you know, well, my dad beat me when I was a kid. Now I'm this way. No, you're this way because you're that way. And, you, you know, if you want to keep making excuses, you just keep on it. And, and I, I tell, I, I dealt with a guy the other day who had a drug problem and we were dealing with him. He was out breaking into cars early in the morning at a motel. And when I finally called him, um, he was running from us and I, I, I finally was able to, to get my hands hold of, you know, he was upset about things and um and you know didn't really know how to communicate with me because he kept making these excuses about well i'm you know you don't understand i said no i don't understand i, I don't have a drug problem but listen to me he, he's making all these excuses and i told him I was, we, was, we was right there by a motel room i said go in there and go look in the mirror and talk to that guy because you could sit here and lie to me all day but go go look at yourself in the mirror and when that guy when you talk to him you can't lie to him because he knows the truth. So go in there and talk to that guy in the mirror when you when you find yourself, come on outside and, and, and finish our conversation because I'm just I'm just tired of these lies, man, and these excuses. You know, you you know, you're you're busted. You know, we caught you with the loot, we caught you doing it, you know, you're busted. Just just accept it. Say, hey man, I thought I can get away with it and I didn't. I got caught. This ain't my pants. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. My, I don't know whose pants they are. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where that come from. They were laying beside the bed when I woke up. Yeah, I just woke up and get that. Yeah. The blunt ain't real, but the smoke is. <laughs> take your ass to real jail then. <laughs> we're going to take a short break real quick. We'll be right back. Stand by. We interrupt this program for an important announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, are you standing by? A very important message is coming. Are you still standing by? We interrupt for this breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. There's a podcast that happens on Saturday night that you need to know about. All right, can I get out of serious mode? Let's go to Goofy. Okay. <clears throat> Make sure to listen to Louisiana Saturday Night. Robert and April are your host, and they talk a lot about current events. And occasionally they'll have a guest and include them on the conversation. It's raw, it's blunt, and explicit. <laughs> well, if there is one thing I know, and that is I like dirty. Uh, anyway. It's for anyone who wants to have fun and not take life so seriously. And God knows we need that these days. Robert and April on Louisiana Saturday Night. Check them out at louisianasaturdaynight.podbean.com. All right, we are back from break. My bladder feels better. We're going to start this one off. We're going to do my little uh, in the news section here. Yeah, I've been looking for a, a news thing. There's so many. I haven't found one I really liked yet. 
This one comes out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. They had a big arrest down there recently. You know what they arrested? And put in the back of their police car. An alligator? Nope, a kangaroo. Oh. <laughs> they captured him bouncing through a Florida neighborhood <laughs> Thursday morning after they got, got calls about him. And uh, they captured him and put him in their squad car. <laughs> and I think they housing him where they keep their, uh, I guess they have a mounted patrol keeping him where the horses are. But they caught uh, the kangaroo and the owner wanted to get Jack, the kangaroo, back home, but they wouldn't give it to him because I think they have a kangaroo ordinance or lack thereof. But poor Jack is uh, got arrested. They actually had a video of Jack. It didn't look like it was super hard. He was quite tame. They just walked up to him and picked him up. He wasn't, he wasn't one of them big giant rat, uh, I said raccoon uh, kangaroos. I've seen some of them that are quite scary and big, but he looked like one of them little mid-sized ones. They just walked up and picked him up, and uh, I don't think they used cuffs on them, but uh, they did. They'll, uh, they'll knock the fire out of you. I've seen videos of. This one looks like he was only about four feet tall. Yeah. And uh, the owner was wanting to get him back because he said he has a pet corky, or corgi, or however you say it, and uh, him and the kangaroo are good friends, and I think the <laughs> The dog is missing Jack. But yes, in, in Florida, y'all are safe once again in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, the kangaroo has been captured. Jumping Jack Flash, the kangaroo <laughs> has been captured. Your your lawns are safe, people. That, yeah, they, that's my in the news. Today. They have a lot of exotic animals in Florida. I want a camel. Mm. I want my own hump day camel. I found them. You can buy a one hump camel. Baby camel for about three grand. Now the two hump camels start out around twelve or thirteen thousand. I don't know how one more hump costs so much, but the the one humpers are cheaper. The the wife always shakes her head because she knows I'm dead serious that I actually do want a camel. And uh, I will one day she may come home and miss me be a camel here. I have enough land for it, and. I can have my own, I was going to call him Humpy McHumperson, my camel. <laughs> oh, my God. You can find them. Uh, you don't have to have a permit for a camel. I do know you in Louisiana, it's against the law to own any kind of primate without a proper permit. Yeah. Because I wanted to get one of them little spider monkeys and couldn't get one. Well, I got some property that I own. It's in the middle of a like urban part of city like there's houses everywhere and on that it's 20 acres i own and um there's a little two acre pond out there and i'm out there you know mowing the grass and i say mowing the grass i'm bush hogging it and i got my 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 wife my kids are out there and i got my dog with me you know and i'm out there by the pond and i'm showing them i let dog jump off in the pond i got a leash on him and I keep looking over, I keep seeing like this log moving. And I'm like, I yanked my dog out. There's an alligator <laughs> in my pond inside of this urban part of town. I'm like, and, and I don't know how he got in there. I don't know if somebody put him in there or what. But, yeah, it's, it's, he's about a four-foot alligator. And uh, he, he's he's there right now. I just uh, day before yesterday, I stopped by, checked on him. And he's, 
And I think somebody comes by and feeds him because when you pull up in a vehicle, he comes to the vehicle like. Oh yeah, somebody's hand feeding. Him. Uh, I think so. I think I think that's what's going on. But hey, I bet you I know how he got there. Somebody was out fishing and caught a baby alligator and brought it home for a pet and let it loose. Yeah, I got one in my pond one time. An alligator and the guy that lived next door come to find out it caught a baby alligator yeah. and it got loose and got my pond. When I finally got it out the pond, he was about three and a half feet long. Yeah, that's what I, I I see that there's a person that lives right there by my property who has a nice trail cut to my pond, and I think that's uh yeah they probably put it in there. I think that's the culprit right there. Alley the alligator just starts eating people's kids and yeah cats and dogs. Yeah. I want I also want some fainting goats. Of course, the wife says I can't have a fainting goat either because she says it's mean. Because they, they fall over scared and they could hurt themselves. I think they are extremely funny. <laughs> yeah. That they just fall over with their little legs all stiff and shit. So where I work at now, there's a there's a whole mess of them up on the main highway. <laughs> and don't think that every time I don't pass, but I hit the air horn. <laughs> they all fall over. Oh, they got this little house they're on. It's like a little dog looking house. And they'll be standing on top of it, and they fall off. I mean, every time I pass there, I got like, I get my siren or something. I'll tell you, it's funny. It is funny. It's like, it's, it's okay. I'm not, it's, I don't not, want, it's not hurting them. That's what they do. Yeah, that's, that's their, that's their safety mechanism. They just fall over like they're dead. <laughs> they're so, they're so cute and funny. Yeah. She's like, no, gonna, every time you go outside, you're going to scare them and make them fall. I'm like, yeah, that's why you have them. I mean, there's no other reason to have a fainting goat. I don't know what, uh, you know how, you know, I just hate to say it like this, but kids these days aren't like, when I was growing up playing football, you know, we played an opposing team. We wanted to kill them. I mean, it was, it was you know, they were the enemy. We were the good guys. We had to win. and and But now I go to these games and these kids are like high-fiving the other people on the other team and, you know, and like they lose and they don't even get upset or nothing. It's 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 weird, but so That's because everybody gets a trophy. Yeah, I know everybody gets a trophy. But so, you know, I grew up with the animals. I did. My dad was a big animal lover. He we had dogs and cats and and you know that's about it. But anyway, um, so my kids have been begging me, please get a dog, please get a dog, please get a dog, and. Um, so my wife was like, absolutely not. So eventually we, we gave in to the kids and decided that we was going to get a dog. But we was wanting to get an inside dog that, that we could, you know, we didn't have to have a pen and all that stuff to leave a dog outside. So we uh, did a bunch of, uh, you know, research on these inside dogs. And we found this golden doodle that is uh, pretty popular with the women and stuff like that uh, because these dogs don't shed. You know they they and and they're pretty tough. He's he's fifty something pounds now. He's about two years old, but this is what's changed since I was a kid to today. These dogs are trained to ring a bell to go potty. I think you trained the dog to do that. I I know, but did you buy the dog trained? No, I I mean I bought him. He was ten weeks old, and the thing is, it's like we, you know, I grew up, you know, that you had to go shove their face in it. You know, and, and tell them no and ah, 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 and all that stuff, you know. And now it's so what the lady told us about when we purchased the dog. And it was a funny story because we went to Alabama to get him. And unfortunately, that day I had a LSU Tiger shirt on 
And I went into this house, and I thought I was in the shrine of Alabama because they had Nick Saban's picture hanging on the wall and stuff. And they were like, there's no way this dog's going to an LSU house. And I'm like, absolutely it is. Here, take my money. But um, she explained to us how we had to feed him and all that kind of stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, y'all need to stop at one of the pet stores and pick up this video. It's a DVD on how to make them go potty. And I was like, yeah, right, whatever. I've had dogs my whole life, and... Sure enough, we stop. We get him, you know, we get him a pillow to sleep on, and we buy all the stuff and harnesses and all that. And sure enough, there's this there's this package over there, and there's a bell hanging in it that you hook to your doorknob, and there's a DVD, and and we went out there and took his paw and, and and rang the the bell, and then took him outside, and he used the bathroom, and we celebrated it and gave him a treat. And it's amazing now that every time he needs to go outside, he goes and rings the bell just like a human. Yeah, we tried that with our Great Danes. They ate the bell. Yeah. <laughs> well, they could probably open the door with them. Well, I've had to – we have five Great Danes, and mm. I think the smallest one's about 140 pounds. And, uh, yeah, they. I've had to fix all kind of stuff. The big male uh, went up with heat one time. We were keeping him separated, and he started pounding on the bedroom door. And I actually had to take, like, fence screws to – not just he didn't take the door down the whole frame he pushed the whole frame of the door out of the wall because he wanted out of the room they they, yeah they kind of do what they want to do that's why we have the studio over here because if we tried to do this in the house all you would hear was dogs barking the whole entire time yeah he's a he's a he's got a great deep voice i mean he's got he's got one of those barks that you just think that if he can get out he'll eat you alive so the UPS guy doesn't like us no more. The FedEx guy, they, they leave the packages way out by the road. And uh, they don't realize that if they were to open that door, there would be a big old puddle of pee on the floor because that's where <laughs> he would he would pee and he would run, you know. But he just has that aggressive bark. But uh, hey, he's my buddy. Our, our UPS guys and stuff are getting nervous quite often when you hear ours go to barking. We had one, bam, one time had a... Uh, one of them wouldn't get out of the car to deliver our package. She actually went up and got it because they were scared. Like, and they were in the house. Yeah. But they didn't want to come out. But, hey, it's the best alarm alarm system I have because there's nobody breaking into my house. That's right. So, I mean, well, my big dog, my big male is about 186 pounds. So. Yeah, if somebody breaks in my house, the only thing I got to watch for is the, pot, the, the spot where he pees at. And then I'll <laughs> make sure I don't slip down. Uh, as I'm going to get my gun. Mine are pretty nice. Uh, the two older ones are getting a little grouchy. We got two that are like seven years old, which is old Great Danes. Cause they, well, they're maybe 10 years. So we did find our next dog, what we're going to get after all these are gone. And it don't shed. It's, uh, can't pronounce the name of it, but we saw it on uh, one of the dog shows. It's a Mexican hairless dog. It's about 40 pounds and it, it's zero hair, so I'm going to buy a doggy sunscreen, I guess, the dog, but all our dogs live inside except for our grand dog that we've been asked to watch and hold on to for my stepson. That was like five years ago. <laughs> Still got him today. He's a good dog, though. You got any uh, a last final story, anything you want to throw out there? I know you have a, a, a trip you have to make to go help out a, a friend. Yeah. A, a long drive. 
Uh, I just I gotta tell one. It's 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 a it's it's funny story. It's so I was still assigned to that criminal patrol division at one time where we went out and worked in the high crime areas they call it. And uh, so uh, I had a guy riding with me one night. He was a reserve officer, and he would ride with me. And so we're we're on a street that is uh, known for high drug trafficking area. And uh, while we were on that street, we understand that there was a armed robbery that happened at a, a convenience store. And uh, they said the perpetrator left going in the direction where we were already at on a bicycle. You know, so uh, it was like a Tuesday night. You know, there wasn't a lot going on. And I was like, yeah, okay, well, you know, we're going to spin around and he's going to fall on our lap. I mean, this, you know, this is awesome. This is what police work's all about, man. We just happen to be at the right place at the right time. We're going to get this guy. And sure enough, here we're coming down the road and here comes this bicycle. And there's a guy that I've dealt with many, many times before. He was a guy that lives on the street, you know, and I just figured he done went over there and, and stuck the store up, you know. So he wasn't known for it, but, I mean, you know, when you're desperate, there's no telling what you do. So, anyway, I spun around in the car, and I come up next to him, and I rolled the window down. I said, hey, you need to stop. You need to stop. And then, of course, he wasn't happy with me. You know, he's like, man, you always harass me. Leave me alone. And I was like, man, you better stop. You better stop, I'm telling you. Well, he stood up, and he started pedaling even faster, you know. So... <laughs> Was it a ten speed? <laughs> it was. It was a a, a barred motor, a, a barred bicycle. As you. So anyway, I I sped up too, and when I sped up, I passed him up, and then I just at that time opened my opened my driver's door, and then I applied the brakes at a, a pretty fast rate. <laughs> at which time he didn't have time to stop, and he hit that door. <laughs> when he hit the door, he went over the door, and hit the ground, and then. And then, you know, I'm figuring I got the bad guy, you know. And, and so me and the, the reserve officer gets out, and we're trying to cuff him up. And, you know, and he's actively trying to resist us, you know. And about the same time, the radio keys up. He's running over here behind the store. Oh, you done. <laughs> you done pit maneuvered the bicycle. Wrong guy. <laughs> yeah. So he gets up, and he is so mad. And I'm dusting him off. I'm like... Man, next time I tell you to stop, you better stop. I'm gonna let you go tonight. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was the wrong guy, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, that was a interesting night. Oh yeah, that now he's really mad. Yeah, he didn't. You know, he just he understood. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> no, he left, and the bike was all jacked up. <laughs> When he like, he picked the bike up when he when he left out the front wheel was all bent. He was, like, kink, 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 kink. He was actually riding with the yeah bent up. Hey, it's better than walking though. wobbling. Yeah. The yeah. So uh, that was one of my funny nights. That uh, I mean, we've done things, man. We've we've kicked in the wrong doors to the wrong houses, and you know, it just uh, those things happen, man. It's just we just live in a community where a lot of people just don't understand. You know, yes. your house looks like your neighbor's house. Sorry. We'll fix your door. Yeah. You needed a new door anyway. Yeah. And we'll buy you one. How about that? Yeah, you don't even got to pay for it. Just please don't, please don't call my boss. Speaking of, well, the department did pay for this one. Uh, this happened within this past year. Oh, me, the tot, and uh, the other guy we work with, we were out running uh, 
some traffic on a state road, the high traffic area. I made a stop. There's a lady, she was in a, in a BMW SUV. She pulls in, I'm tell her why I stopped her, you know, getting her information. Well, I learned real quick, don't be lazy and uh put your elbow and lean on the uh mirror on the vehicle. Because I put my elbow on the vehicle and put I didn't barely put any weight on it, I mean put a little weight on it, the mirror on this BMW <laughs> SUV snapped off. <laughs> yeah, so Broker mayor, no, I did not write her the ticket. Oh. We uh, used some electrical tape, taped the mirror back on, and I uh, had to make that phone call. And I talked to the major, and uh, they told her where to go to get her, her <laughs> mirror replaced at. And so I made a pretty conscious effort now not to lean on people's mirrors. I think it was the, the fault. It had to be faulty or something because – I've been doing this 20 plus years and I've never broken a mirror or anything like that. And this thing just like snaps right off. Well, they, they don't make them like they used to. I still had to make that. Trust me. It's not fun when you got to pick up that phone and call your, your boss boss and say, Hey, I just, uh, I did this. And what was, what was bad is they had, uh, a major over detectives. And when his detectives had pulled up when they seen us there and was talking to one of the other murder guys, when I did this, and they saw me do this, and the passengers rolled this window, <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we got to go. <laughs> I still hear about that one a year later. So, yeah, they, yeah, we stupid think shit happens. Instead of being the ice man, you ought to be the man in the mirror. Man without the mirror. <laughs> it fell on the ground. I just love it when you stop people and they think that they're uh, they're somebody, you know, or they know somebody. Oh, yeah. You know. It's like I had this one guy. He, I stopped him. It's no kidding. He was in a Rolls Royce, and uh, he was a big developer in town, you know. And I mean, I've heard of his name, you know. I just I never actually knew him like by person, you know. If, if he walked up to me, I couldn't tell you who he was. Well, I was ordered to go out and work in a certain area of town that had speeders, and I was told to, you know, write tickets. Okay, so I did. And this person, I stopped in his Rolls Royce. Um, told me that, uh, you know, as I walked up to his car, he said, do you know who I am? I said, well, if you give me your license, I'll find out exactly who you are. And then even when he handed me his license, you know, I was like, I kind of heard of him, you know, but, and then he starts name dropping, you know, well, I, don't I, stand I, I know so-and-so and I know so-and-so and I know so-and-so. Well, that just made me more aggravated. And, and there's been times that I've been at it, at you know, like, you know, us mother guys, we sometimes congregate, two or three of us at a time and we'll go out and work radars and stuff and you know and um so i remember one day being from a small town working at that agency i knew a lot of people you know growing up in that town and one of the guys stopped a car and it was a convertible corvette i'll never forget it because it pulled up right right next to me you know and i'm sitting there looking at the guy and and uh before the other officer started writing him ticket he starts name dropping me <laughs> hey do you know and i was like and i'm looking at the guy like i don't have no idea who this guy is but apparently he knows that i work here and he's name dropping and so the officer that's writing the ticket looks at me and like points at the guy and i'm like i have no idea and the guy looks right at me and says how you doing today sir i was like i'm doing great how are you <laughs> and you know 
and he just called my name. Those good friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, so, uh, so uh, yeah, it didn't work out for him. I had a guy not too long ago. He pulled him over. He started name dropping. He's going to say that, you know. He basically said, to, telling me how good of a friend. You know, he was just a great friend of the sheriff. I was like, I, I looked at him in his face. I said, okay. I said, is that supposed to influence me not to write you this citation? I said, because I need you to sign right here. I said, when you see him, tell him I said hi for me, okay? Well, the next day I went and turned the citation, and I happened to see the sheriff, and I asked him about this person. He's like, who? Yeah. <laughs> like, I told him, he's like, he's like, really? I said, he said, I think I might have heard the name before, but I don't really know this guy whatsoever. I said, well, according to him, y'all two have Sunday dinners together because y'all are like BFF, best friends, fishing buddies. He's like, no. But, yeah, I, I get it all the time. People can, if you stop, don't name drop. If you if you do know somebody like that, hey, you can get your ticket fixed, go get it fixed. Like I said, don't really care. Yeah. When you start dropping the names and shit like that, all you do is act, start aggravating the well, cop people, more. People always, yeah, I hope you get your quota. Okay, one thing, we don't have quotas. You know, there's no such thing as a quota. We're out there doing our job. And, and a lot of people get aggravated now, like – you know, there, there's, and this is what I hear a lot, especially being a motorcycle officer. There's all kinds of crime out there, and y'all out here writing tickets. Okay, we are assigned to the traffic division. Yeah, we are out to investigate accidents. We are out to escort funerals, and we are to make sure that the driving behaviors of people on state highways is regulated by police. And that's what we do. And, and, and I always tell them, you know, look, I'm here to curve your driving skills because I don't have to write you a ticket, but maybe, and then I tell that to a lot of the rookie guys, I'm like, listen, you don't have to write everybody tickets. If you feel, if you stop somebody and you say, Hey, I stopped you for speeding. Well, I didn't know I was speeding. What's the speed limit on this road? I thought it was 45. No, it's actually 35. If you honestly believe that they made a mistake and then that the next time they go down that road, they'll do 35 then you've done your job. You've curved their driving abilities. But there's some people who just needed a, a, an award, you know. Some people just got it, you know, and the only way you can get to them is by citing them, a, a you know, a nice little violation. I give plenty of rewards. I, I did explain this the other day to somebody who said something. I hear it all the time, well, I never speed. That's a, that's a lie. Everybody, I tell this person, I said, everybody speeds. I said, you got to think of it, it's like gambling. I said, you've probably got away with speeding a 100 times. And you got caught this time. Yeah. I said, so you're just gambling. I said, I'm sure you get away with speeding a lot more, many more times than you got caught. So if you want to drive fast, take the chance. But when you do get caught, just own up to it. Take your ticket like I told them. If you want to fight me, come to court with it. I mean, I'm more than happy to get on the stand and testify. I'm not scared of it. You know, I, like I said, I get paid to go to court. You got to take a day off of work twice. <laughs> but it's like, just just own up to it. I have people all the time want to apologize. Like they did something personally to me. It's like, why are you apologizing? Well, I'm just sorry, you know, you, you know, for speeding and you got to come out here and do this. I'm like, well, if it wasn't for people speeding, I wouldn't have a job. Right. Okay. I'm a traffic cop. You know, I like to tell people, you know, they're like, you know, I'm, hey, I stopped you because you ran that stop sign. Well, I'm not from here. Okay, well, I'm pretty sure the stop sign that where you're from is the same type of stop sign as we have here. Stop means stop. Yeah. Like, well, I'm not from around here. It's like, 
where I was working at, I'm like, well, well, I didn't notice the speed limit changed. And I said, you passed four signs right back there. Four of them, because I checked. Whenever I do go work radar somewhere, or laser, whatever kind of speed and enforcement I'm going to do, I'll drive the roadway and look at all the, make sure it's posted properly. Because if it's not posted, I'm not going to write tickets. So. Right, absolutely. And so when you bust out of me, well, I didn't see it. Well, because you wasn't looking. Stop looking at your phone. <laughs> and what I love about the truck drivers, and look, trust me, I feel sorry for these guys now, especially these new e-logs and all the stuff they have to go through. But if you got to find somewhere to park, there is truck stops everywhere that would love for you to pull in there. And, you know, because they know when you pull in, you're going to come in, use the restroom and buy a drink or something. You know, they know that. But pulling over on the shoulder of an exit there's 14 signs there that says no parking on the shoulder. And they wonder why when I come to work in the mornings, I'm knocking on their door and they're like, I've only got three hours sleep. Okay. But you can't park here. Well, I didn't know. Okay. Look across, look at your windshield. You see that sign that we, that we actually put these signs up 10 feet tall so that y'all could see them through y'all's windshield. What does that sign say? Oh, it says no parking on the shoulder, but I pulled up here last night. I didn't see it. Okay. Well, they're reflective too, you know, and then your headlights sit on, they actually reflect and, but, uh, but you need to go ahead and move buddy. I, I know that you're in a bind and I know you got out of time, but you can't park here because now it's seven o'clock in the morning. Traffic is fixing to be crazy. And then the first time somebody pulls up here and says, I got in a wreck because I couldn't see past that 18 wheeler that's blocking the intersection. I got to put you in the report, you know? So let's go on and move it out of the way, you know? Oh, you know, you went out there and put that sign up before you woke them up. I did. It's a magnetic sign. <laughs> yeah. yeah you gotta, gotta love it when they do that. We, we, working traffic, that's why I like working traffic, because you never know what the hell you're going to hear, what you're going to see. It's just, I posted a picture of a guy with a dog on Twitter not long ago, this little poodle dog. This guy was one of the happiest people I've ever pulled over in my life. As I was making my approach to his car, he actually stuck his head out of the window and waved happily at me, like saying hi, like we were long lost friends or something. I mean, he was in like that the whole entire time. I was like, I wish everybody was this damn happy to get a ticket from me. My life would be so much easier. Because I can guarantee you, if I'm if I pull over ten people, one of them, one of them, ninety nine percent time is going to be a complete asshole absolutely yeah complete asshole like it's my fault you're getting stopped as you're walking up what you stopped me for and i always like to leave that window open you, you know why i stopped you well it's because i got two dead bodies in the trunk you know because they're gonna tell <laughs> yeah. you why yeah. well, i stopped you for speeding and you wasn't wearing your seatbelt <laughs> i'll throw that in there but you know a yeah it's, oh, i can start looking i could pull up some obscure traffic laws <laughs> yeah you educated me years and years ago about the windshield law yeah, well, the cracked windshield? Yes. Yes. Well, just the other day, uh, Tuesday, I was heading uh, back from uh, work in traffic, and uh, I was in my unit. It was the afternoon. It was hot, and I was going from traffic to go back to my house. So I was doing 68 and a 60 because I'm trying not to back traffic up, but I'm not trying to be a hypocrite because I'm a – 11 over guy so i was only doing eight which i wouldn't pull myself over for doing that so i'm watching this vehicle come up come up there's a truck coming up i'm like this he's gonna slow down when he sees you know i'm a cop well he didn't he passes me i get behind him 
I pull him over. I'm like, Daisy, yeah, but I was just in a hurry. No, you're not. Well, now you're going to be later because I just pulled you over. And I looked at it. I said, uh, you got a state sticker saying you can have this your front windshield tinted? Oh, no. Uh, I said, your sideways look like they're about 5%. Well, I don't know. well, he wasn't happy when I came back with a temp meter. <laughs> and, yes, he got two tickets that day. So, now if he had just slowed down, because I knew he was speeding up behind me. I could have same lane, same lane him, but I didn't. He had to be an ass and pass me. Just slow down. So, next time, just slow down. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what, what kills me with, with uh, these excuse-making people that we have in the world, they, they'll say – well, yeah, my tent's illegal, but I didn't know it was illegal when they put it on the car. I bought the car this way. Okay, so wait a minute. Now, a gun's not illegal unless you point it to somebody and pull the trigger. You know, it's that's you know, it's you you can't you know. Once again, it's excuses. I mean, oh, I get, I get it all the time. It's like, well, well, I bought the car. The windows were already tinted. Don't matter. It's still illegal. Yeah. So they're. And trust me, it looks nice. It really does. It matches your car very well, but it's illegal. You can't have it. It's like going to buy a blue light and put it on your dashboard. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't plug it in. They can sell it to you. I mean, they sell them every day. You just can't plug it in. I tell people all the time, well, well, how can they sell it? Well, so if you read the box, it says for off-road use only. Yeah. It's like for car shows and stuff like that. I said, you know, they can sell all kind of stuff, but they make it legal to use it on the highway. That's exactly right. Uh I don't understand. I've never owned a vehicle. I know some cops do and stuff like that. That I've never been a whole front windshield tinting type person. I had a vehicle one time. I did have like 5% on it. Never again. None of mine are that dark. Because when I got to roll my own window down, let's look out to pull out around the intersection at night, my tint's too dark. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, just now that I'm in my 16th year and come January to be my 17th year, I, I've never also have put anything on my vehicle that says I'm the police and my personal vehicle. And it's just because you, you got crazy people in this world. I've been with my family uh, at a restaurant and somebody I wrote a ticket to comes up to me in the restaurant and starts wanting to argue their ticket. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, look, this ain't the time of the place. And, and I sure don't want to have something, a big old sticker on my back window and somebody's, you know, going out there to, to try to harm somebody and seize that, you know, I just, I, I just think, look, when I, when I punch out and when I get home, I'm just the same old guy I grew up, you know, when I, when I put the uniform on and I put the badge on and I go to work then I got to do my job. But some, some people, you know, I, I work with a lot of them. They, they, they take it too serious. Well, my wife, Bam's Jeep is very pro blue. <laughs> yeah. I've seen, I've seen quite a few of them, uh, you know, the sheep dogs and all that stuff they have written on them and, Hey, and look, I, you know, and I, and I love the stickers, you know, Hey, I got your six and all, because, you know, I, I really do see, and, and I'm, I'm really into politics and all, but I really do see something in the very near future between the, the, the patriots of our country. Oh, if it gets to that point, we'll be pulling stuff off of her. I mean, I do see it. I see, vehicle, it. I, you know, so. I, I see the patriots of the country going to have to step up and do something. I really do see it. I mean, I, well, I hope. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> I do too. I mean, I really do. I just, I just, you know, we have an election coming up, and either way it goes, it's not, it's, it's going to go either way. And if if it goes one way, it's going to be bad for those folks, and if it goes one one way, it's going to be bad for the other folks. 
and I just, I'm just, you know, you you're gonna see cities on fire. You're gonna see people just acting out, and it's and gonna it's, it's gonna be uh, bring gonna, some bring the marshmallows and weenie. Yeah, it's gonna be something, but we'll deal with it when it happens. Yeah, I'm just not a real, real religious person, but Jesus help us all. That's all I can say. I'm glad my kids are grown because I couldn't see bringing up having a little one nowadays. I got grandkids, but ooh. How the times are changing. Yep. Well, like I said, Maverick has a long trip ahead of him. I have thoroughly enjoyed him being on here. It's been tons of fun. And uh, it's been a good church section, hasn't it? So we're going to end it and close it up. Remember, you can hit me up on Twitter at Motor C. Parlor is at Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. We have our Facebook page, Motor Cop Chronicles. And... Email us at motorcopchronicles at gmail.com. If you're a future wannabe retired motorcop, uh, would like to be on the show. Like I said, we're anonymous, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, first responders, military corrections, let us know. We'll get your story out there and tell us. Or if you just enjoy listening to us, listen to us an email, you can do that too. And uh, always remember to smile because the Iceman could be behind you. Up on the throttle This is how legends are made